Hello and welcome to the 12 Minutes of Workplace Health podcast. I'm Harry Bliss, CEO and co-founder of Champion Health. And today we're joined by Samuel Lathy, the CEO and co-founder of an amazing organization specializing in financial well-being, BIPIT. Sam's going to share a bit about his personal story, how he got into this world, but also where he sees the world of financial well-being progressing across organizations and how we can empower employees to take control of their finances. Welcome to the podcast, Samuel. Hey, Sam, how are you? Really well, thanks, Harry. Thanks for having me on. Good to see you. Not at all. Not at all. It's good to have a founder to founder chat every now and then. We often get people in the industry working internally within organizations, but I think it's equally important that we get founders that offer some amazing services to organizations to talk through their story, but also what organizations can be doing. So thank you for joining us, first of all. Would love to start with your story. I love hearing your story. I love hearing founders' stories, but I think it's really powerful. So you're right to, to kick off with that to the listeners today. Yeah, very happy to. I know you and I have discussed this in the past and um, it, it's something that still stays with me. I've still got the scar tissue from it. But I think when it comes to financial well-being, all of us have a money story and talking about that stuff shouldn't be a taboo. And I think one of the big things we have to achieve in society really is is like normalizing the conversation around money. And if by sharing my story that can help in some small part, then I'm always happy to do so. So I used to be a professional musician many, many years ago. I was living in London in my early twenties, living a somewhat chaotic lifestyle, I would say, being a freelance musician and a struggling freelance musician, I might add. And my finances were all over the place. So when I'd have a good month, I'd overspend. When I had a bad month, it was ramen and baked beans. It was, you know, student lifestyle kind of situation. And then I had some stuff happen in my personal life, which meant I had to move house. And then my work started drying up. I couldn't afford my rent and I had to take out some loans to cover my rent. And so obviously that's a really, really difficult situation. And because those loans were really high interest, it started snowballing. Mm. And suddenly things were getting really, really stressful. I actually ended up sleeping on an airbed in a warehouse for six months because I couldn't afford my rent. So that was obviously a really, really difficult situation to deal with psychologically. I, I had insomnia, I had crippling anxiety at the time. But the big problem, I think, was that I was too embarrassed to tell my friends about it. I was too sort of scared to tell my family because I didn't want to worry them. So. I just kind of white knuckled my way through that situation. Um, thankfully, I managed to get a stable nine to five, kind of left the music behind for a while, I thought, um, but ended up being permanently and managed to sort of steady the ship and dig myself out of that situation. But then I had this realization that I never want to be in this situation ever again. It happened so quickly and it was so abrupt. And I thought, well, how can I avoid that situation in the future? And what I thought was, I can just learn financial management inside and out. So I started quite literally in the post room at a bank, started studying at night, got professional qualifications. Within a few years, I was looking after incredibly wealthy people. I was looking after about a billion pounds worth of private client money. So I guess all the way from a complete financial screw up to a trusted financial advisor looking after the personal finances of some of the wealthiest people in society. But I guess what that taught me is that um, this stuff can happen very, very quickly and it can happen to everyone. And the whole reason that I created 
the company that I founded, Bipit, is to make sure that everyone has someone to talk to. So no matter if you're struggling, no matter if you're doing okay, or if you're actually just trying to optimize things, everyone should have a professional to talk to about their financial situation. So they can deal with their concerns so they can get their questions answered and they can ultimately achieve all of their hopes and dreams in the future. So that's why our company exists, I guess, in some ways to help 22 year old Sam, who is really struggling, but also everyone else who could do with a little bit of extra help with their financial life. I love that, Sam. Thank you for sharing all of that. I, I've heard it a few times and we've spoken about it at length and uh, I just love hearing it every single time. And I'm sure our community will as well. Um, I'm going to ask quite a provocative question, if that's all right. That sure. It's something that I'm, uh, I'm always curious around, that it's often the wealthiest in the company. And when you're wealthy, it doesn't always mean that you're in a great financial position as well, um, that you might have a very unhealthy relationship with money. But a lot of people that are between the ages and demographics of 40 to 60 that are in quite a solid financial position and making the decisions around well-being benefits and financial well-being benefits for people that might be 22, 23 in the organization. How important is it to include that younger demographic or a demographic that might be less certain um, around money in that decision making of what solutions, what services to provide to the organization? Oh, absolutely. I think it's incredibly important. I think whenever you're looking to uh, launch a new initiative within a business, start with the data. Mm. So speak to people within your organization, find out what they're struggling with, give them a confidential way to report that back to you, and then use that information to guide whatever strategy it is that you're introducing. And what we found at Bipid to be very, very interesting is that to your point, those people at either end of the spectrum, when it comes to wealth, are the ones that are struggling the most with their financial well-being. So if you're, you know, low paid, you're struggling with debt, struggling to build any savings, you're dealing with an awful lot of financial stress, but actually at the other end of the spectrum, mm. you might be highly paid. You might have assets. You've got an awful lot of financial responsibilities. And actually the data is really clear that it, there is as much financial stress at that higher income level than there is at that lower income level. So it's very, very interesting. Ultimately, what we need to achieve within our organizations is not a one size fits all solution to the yeah. problem of financial stress. It's a personalized solution for every individual because we're all unique. We all have a unique relationship with money. We all have a unique financial situation. So we've got to make sure that personalized support is available to everyone. And this is where our companies align so well. Um, I'm really proud to work alongside yourselves and uh, yeah, making sure that things are personalized to each individual is absolutely critical within here. That it's not just a um, yeah, one size fits all approach. What makes Bipit so special? Because it is a special organization. Is it the psychological safety that you have with the coaches? Is it the knowledge of the coaches? What is it really that sets you apart from, from the rest? I guess it is a combination of things, but the key thing is what you've just described, which is that psychological safety. I think it's very, very clear to, to anyone who's explored financial well-being or has their own relationship with money that our financial life is almost the final taboo. It's the most private part of our life. We've made great strides in the workplace over recent years, especially when it comes to mental health, but we're more likely still to talk about our sex life and talk about death than we are to talk about our finances. So there's an awful lot that we need to do within society as a whole to break down those barriers and normalize the conversation. So the way that we think about that at BIPIT is first of all, we've got to create that safe 
confidential, private space, and there are no barriers to entry. So there should mm. never be any cost to the employee. You should be able to access this stuff without any barriers, without having to ask for permission. It's just available to you. Yeah. And then within that safe space, what's crucially important is that you're talking to an expert, not someone who has trained for a few weeks as a counselor or as a coach to help you out with this stuff that is very, very important and very, very complex. Actually, you should be talking to someone who has studied for years, practiced for decades, and knows absolutely everything across financial well-being and personal finance. So they can help you, help you deal with debt, help you build up savings, help you get on the property ladder, help you protect your family. All of these important things that we want to do with our lives, you need to have that expert support in order to achieve them. I, I completely agree. And when it comes to the responsibilities, it's always a really interesting question when it comes to well-being, when it comes to financial well-being, all the way through to mental health. Where does the responsibility lie? Because there's a yeah, big debate that it's on the organization. Other people say it's on the individual. I think I know where the answer is going to go, but where, where do you think it is? Yeah, I think it's shared. Yeah. I think it's shared not only between the individual and the organization, but also with the government. Mm. I think there's a really important piece that they have to provide to that puzzle. Um, I mean, we've seen in recent months, uh, Rishi Sunak suggests that school children should be learning mathematics all the way up to age 18. And I can say from my own experience, I did that and it was great. Really enjoyed mathematics. I did statistics, mechanics, pure maths. I, I knew how to solve differential equations when I left school, but I didn't know how a mortgage worked. Pensions were a complete mystery to me. I didn't even understand income tax. So I went out into the adult world trying to be a musician, as I said earlier, without those fundamental life skills. Yeah. So rather than focusing on, you need to learn mathematics, why don't we get people to learn finances within the school curriculum? Yeah. And then people can go into the world of work. They can understand their paycheck. They can understand how to deal with debt, pay off a student loan build up savings, get on the property ladder, all of these really important things, but that's missing at the moment. We also look to our government for support when times are tough as they are right now. And of course the government have stepped in with things like the energy price guarantee and some other support that started to come through. And that's great, but we still need more support, especially those of us who are struggling the most. So I do think it is this shared social contract in many ways that we have between individuals, because we have to take responsibility for our own situation, look in the mirror, dig our head out of the sand and own up to what the reality of the situation is. But we're looking for support, support from our government, support from the school curriculum, and also support from our employers. Because let's not forget that employers are already involved in the financial well-being of every single member of staff, because they are an employee's source of income and source of retirement in many cases. So they're already inextricably linked to that, but there is so much more that we could be doing. This podcast is always too short. Um, could keep going on and on and on. And uh, I just love seeing your journey. I love being a user of Bipit and everything that you've, uh, you support the champion team with. I'm really excited to see where it's going to go from founder to founder. And uh, thank you for your time today. You're welcome, Harry. Always a pleasure. Thanks so much. For more exclusive insights and content around workplace wellbeing, please subscribe to this podcast and we look forward to seeing you on the next episode.